0: All right, and we are recording. So welcome back to the Community Agriculture Project podcast. I'm your host, Emily. And in case you're new here, the Community Agriculture Project is an accessible and interactive resource directory made to connect people with their local agriculture-related resources. We document and provide insight into local ag landscapes and sovereignty-based projects. So, thank you for tuning in, and we are back with episode 8, and I'm coming to you today from the Bronx, maybe the best burrow in New York, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm here with Diego, and I'm so excited for Diego to share with you everything that they've been working on here in the city, and without further ado, we're going to get right to it, so... Diego, would you mind introducing yourself, and we'll take it from
1: there. Uh, my name is Diego Martins. I'm a urban gardener and a greenhouse manager in Harlem. Um, I'm an Aquarius. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm cat dad, um, and I like wine. That's my. Experience. Amazing. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, um, I have been an urban farmer gardener since 2017. I started with a program called Green City Forest. Uh, they, they, Green City Forest. 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 F O R S. People say forest, though. It's so funny.
0: <laughs> I'm not the only one.
1: No, no. People say it. Uh, GCF for short. Uh, that is a program that is part of AmeriCorps. Way to Mariport is a nationwide program. And uh, basically for a year, you trade service. Um, at the end, you get money for school. And so during my year, I learned how to become an urban build and maintain urban farms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did that from 2017
0: to 2018. And what inspired you to take that path?
1: I was broke. I was broke and a bum. And I went into this I used to be a part of this program called uh, Hendrick Martin Institute, it was an after school program for uh, queer young adults, and so at that time I was 21, and so they had a flyer there, and I saw stipend, I saw (laughs) learn a skill for a career, and then I just kind of went with it, it wasn't really something that I knew I wanted to do, it was just like I need to stop working at McDonald's um, and so then yeah it kind of that created the rest of my life honestly well wow. so that's, that's how I started It's fire yeah okay so
0: the GCF program what what was that like for you and I don't know were you intimidated at all or were you kind of just like super open-minded and you're like let's do this
1: um GCF was interesting because i they do like a boot camp so it's like before we even start learning about gardening or anything they try to teach you um they try to teach you like how to be soldiers soldiers of the cause Whoa. so like they, they they relied they kind of showed us they showed us a lot of like Black Panther videos and just doing things for the community. And so they wanted to plant the beginning month and a half with them telling us like why I, our work was so important. like the community needs it. Um, and then also like nobody else is gonna do this for us. It's for us, by us. So the whole program to be in the program, you have to be low, low income. You have to preferably live in nature development. And so the, all the farms were in nature developments, and so they just tried to show the people, the participants, like, you know, what supermarkets do you have around you? What, what fresh quality things do you have near you? And the answer is none, right? They would have you go and do a map on foot and be like, oh man, there is nothing on around foot. Me. Yeah.
0: That could be a lot of miles depending on what type so, of food apartheid or food desert that you know. So, yeah,
1: that's that's exactly what the the whole point was. So like they were doing things like in neighborhoods like Bushwick and no not Bushwick, um be- uh Brownsville, Red Hook, Canarsie So places that are not only just like very far.
0: And what year were you doing
1: this in? So we start. So we started in twenty seventeen, okay. but it went. So like this, yeah, it was twenty seventeen, and so like I always say, that's a very interesting time in the world because you know, they, I don't know if Trader Joe's was around, but it wasn't as popular. Like I didn't know really about it, um, and also it's just like we were, we were like life before twenty twenty, like before the pandemic. It was so, it was so much more like interesting and like I say I say interesting because it's like um, there was no limits to anything like they wanted as many people as they as they could get in square yeah so we started with like 60 people wow and they're all from 18 to 24 like they were young adults right all and just like all from across the different boroughs of the city and so we dwindled down to like 45 or something like that between like boot camp and between just like completing the year because it was so the year was like very difficult in so many different ways like not only are you navigating everyday life but you're also poor because it's a stipend right but you're also exerting and it
0: sounded like you didn't get the stipend till the end or no you
1: got so it was like every two weeks but it was like six hundred dollars every two weeks (laughs) which is like i could pay a phone bill and maybe help with some rent but there's not much that i could do with that right and so um people just dropped out kicked got kicked out a whole bunch of stuff but besides those factors it was also like we're farming and it's physical energy that you were exerting for a year but it wasn't just farming it was also composting it was also um just different types of like solar energy work and flyering it was so many different things that we're doing constantly doing five days a week um, for a year, which, you know, as an adult now, I'm like, okay, let's work. But as a 21-year-old, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so exhausted. I can't do this no more.
0: I feel like with farming, all the experience that I've had working on different farms, like, of different, you know, levels of strenuousness. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's a word. But yeah, it's it's such an adjustment for the body and for the mind, you know, because... Yeah, a lot of the times there is, it's interesting that they lay that foundation um, with showing you, you know, the people that have done this work before and like yeah. why it's so important. Cause sometimes you need things outside the physical body to push you through.
1: I think also showing us that it also touched our hearts and our soul. And it, I think a lot of the, a lot of the people in the program didn't, had never heard, had never, they were never, they were never told about this stuff, right? Like for a reason like public school doesn't teach you about this um, your curriculum doesn't really this doesn't fit in for the most part um, and so they were pushed even more by that to like finish the year but you know giving growing food for your communities is such a specific like for free it's so uh, soul driven that once you're locked in with the, the meaning and the reason it's there's nothing else that can stop you honestly So yeah that is
0: so one of my biggest questions is how is that inspiration sustained you know because a lot of people will will say that that idea is not sustainable like growing food and and giving it away for free right like people will say that I've heard it I've heard plenty of people say that to me Um, so like yeah, how does that get sustained? And also, how have you sustained the energy that you got from the that program till
1: now in the work that you do now? Um, I think there's two different timelines of sustainability that come to mind for me. I think right after graduating, you're on this high, this like, oh, I I was able to do grow like fifty thousand pounds of food in one year for the community. Like, let me go try and. Do that again and replicate it and so chasing that immediately after graduating that was one of the things that like definitely pushed me to whatever other organization or agency i would go work at i was like full of ideas and full of trying to show them that they could do things differently mm-hmm. because i was just coming from doing that differently um but With that comes a lot of resistance because everybody, everybody didn't just do the year that you did. You know, some people are just in their nonprofit farming job and you know maintaining, and they don't want to change anything. They they have what they do every year. They have their markers they meet. They have their funders they want to make happy. And I was never that. I was always like the rowdy farmer in the back, like we could do, right like, <laughs> <laughs> do it better we could do this like and so yeah. I think for after graduating like the first few years that was that was me I was I was encouraged and it was sustained by the hope that things can people can just hop on board and I'll find people that want to do the same things that I want to do mm-hmm. and then reality hit and then I realized that um, to work in the agriculture, Field in New York means like a few things. One of it means that you are constantly going to be looking for a job once like October hits, right? And then doing the some,
0: seasonal work. The, the seasonal, I,
1: well, even yeah. So like, it's seasonal, yes, but majority of the nonprofits that I've worked for or the farms that I worked for ran out of money sooner than the season than the average season seasonal. Mm. Where I'm doing. So like, the
0: so you're at subject to you, their funding.
1: You're subject to their funding, and then it's also kind of put on you because, um, like, why didn't you grow things that made us more money? Oh, <laughs> you know? So then they start to question you as a farmer. But it's like, you can't control everything with farming, right? Some things are just out of your, out of. Uh, it's also like. The seeds are different. Like, so many different things are There's different so than what I was doing with Green City Forest. Because Green City Forest, we were growing for production. Um, and, you know, every every farm stand, we would have, like, 200 pounds of food. Um, but these organizations, it's like, they're, they're stretching their capacity in hopes to make that back. Right? And it's people, a lot of the times it's people that don't, like, they're people that created the nonprofits. They don't have any experience in function. They don't, they they it's have dangerous. a, they have a, yeah, they have like a, a, a very weird dream to like feed the people and then they might employ the people from the community that they're trying to feed, but underpaying and like, running out of money isn't benefiting
0: anyone. That doesn't sound sustainable or supportive at all. <laughs> I mean, like, it sounds like a lot of unkept promises, potentially, uh-huh. and, like, that could be pretty detrimental.
1: A lot of the times, like, it's very... I, I feel like in these days, in, the, in this e- most recent years, saying that you're a farmer, saying that you have a farm, is very... Um, like, it a- appeals to social media. It appeals to, like... It appeals to like, oh I'm I'm doing this. But you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. You kinda created this this LLC and then you have a very you don't have a manager that doesn't knows what they're doing and then the the far the seasonal farm workers are passionate but also not guided by people. And so it's just it isn't a full circle, right? It's it's a it's a broken system that I, I find. But yeah.
0: I remember it was one of the first things that we talked about the day that we met. You're just like, there's so much corruption in the system. Yeah. And there's a lot that's not working with this whole... Because Diego and I, for background, we actually met at this event called Plantarama, <laughs> which um, is essentially a job fair for gardeners and farm workers and just granola people <laughs> that are in the city looking for work. Yeah. Um, it was a very interesting environment it was really uh intriguing to see all the different people that are there with jobs
1: but you that should, was that was your first time there that was my first time. that was my like third time there uh the first time i was in 2018 mm-hmm. and then i went maybe once after before the pandemic and then the, the same people come the same people are holding the same jobs are putting the same low pay it's it still shouldn't I'm sorry to interrupt no but it's just like you know the same the same people the same organizations it's like still 15 16 seventeen dollars we're in 2023 that's exactly what it was in 2017 where how are we how are we supposed to survive? Same in
0: 2017. That's crazy.
1: It's crazy. And
0: honestly, I have to thank you again for like just being real with me because I was there and I'm like looking for work. I'm looking for opportunities and I'm just like looking around and seeing this is generally what people have to offer. And I'm like, okay, like at that point, I was kind of still in the mindset of like, I guess I'm going to have to settle, Mm -hmm. you know, or like, I don't know. I, I was still figuring out like, how do I actualize this this part of my passion you know and I feel like you really put it in perspective for me um I don't remember what
1: I said but
0: well, I, I, mean, hope you I hope mean you're kind of just <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that was a long time ago uh sorry no, Clint's around my body <laughs> have taken away I yeah. guess okay, we're not
0: trying to we're not <laughs> trying to like hate on Clint's around my
1: okay we're laughing because that you know it's so important because people in the industry come right they come to this one place and then they come both to network but then newer people less seasoned people are coming with like high hopes and just ready to try and sell themselves to these minimal sometimes mediocre jobs that aren't serving anybody but the nonprofit that, that is offering right. right? And
0: that's like yeah and and you really just put it in perspective for me of like because it's easy I I personally am somebody who can be idealistic at times too. So like it was really important for you to just with all of your experience and like you've been you know like this is your city, you know? <laughs> 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 Bro it's your city you know like you know what people are doing here you know (laughs) you know what people have been doing here like for me seeing it for the first time like i don't know about any of this yeah and like like actually you were saying to me on that day like i don't know just like the access that kids have to certain jobs and like the path that they could get into
1: experience doesn't go far enough in, at least in my experience in the agricultural world uh like in one of my jobs i had a boss and you know she had a degree in some random thing in some random topic and she was a manager and i had come from green city forest and um i didn't have a degree i had because green city forest is like you get a certificate right you get a certificate and the name takes you far so everybody in the ag world kind of knows about GCF, right and their mission um and so they're like oh you did some training and i was like yeah whatever right and so i start as a seasonal farmer and whatnot i was a farm coordinator and you know so again she had a degree in some random thing i didn't have any degree and we're talking about tomatoes okay like tomatoes have, have to, the topic of tomatoes really set me off to start my own career because <laughs> we were talking about tomatoes and um, we had gotten a donation of like too many tomatoes, right? And so nonprofits also don't know how to say no. Like Sometimes sometimes we don't need 50 to 70 free tomato plants. I don't think anybody really does. Right. Maybe 20. We'll cap it at. So they took all of them. They took like all 50 and then we had to figure out a way to plant them. And you know tomatoes—they need uh, a lot of space, preferably like I don't know—I uh, yeah, don't know how much this is, but a ruler.
0: That's like, that's like eight inches.
1: Yeah, like a rule about a ruler apart, yeah, eight, right? 12. They, to be good, twelve I would say. And um, she put like fifteen um, tomato plants in one milk crate all together. <laughs> I was like, "This is too many plants." And she was like (laughs) She was like Aren't you a farmer Diego? Like That's fine What are you talking about? Like so condescending so not the
0: gaslighting Yeah just like And I was
1: like I literally Wait, the there's one. somebody on
0: Instagram there's a creator on Instagram that does a perfect bit for the owner of a non-profit.
1: Oh, I know exactly that's it gave that. It just like gave like what are you talking about?
0: I, okay. I'm going to have to link them <laughs> because they're coming <comments laughs> so accurate. And so
1: after that conversation, I told it to a few other farmers because I'm like am I crazy? Am I crazy? They're like no, that's too many. you need to pull about. I'm like I know. It's man. like you just did this training,
0: you know? And Oh, okay you know? so
1: i was like oh i know more than this like the managers most men and before that or after that i went to another farming place and it was this random guy who he was a manager but he had a, his degree in like communications hmm. and he was from like mexico i don't know how this man ended up in harlem i don't i couldn't tell you i never know how they end up in harlem but they just appear like like, you pull them like a carrot, and they're just like, so, um, so silly. And um, he was, I was like, harvesting or something. He's like, um, so how many minutes do you think this will take you? I was like, huh? He was like, um, about 10. I was like, I don't know. I might get tired. I might get tired. I, mean, I might need 15. I don't know. What are you talking about? Like he, like, he was just trying to, like, make everything corporate, in a way. like. Yeah. Have a bell when you're done, and I get it, but like it's a farming.
0: I don't get it
1: <laughs> because you are literally trying to account for your labor yeah. and the cost of labor. Yeah, but I was getting the f- same $15, the same $16, whether I did this in 10 minutes mm-hmm. or it took me 25 minutes. I'm still gonna get the job done, you know. Um, but like he had no, he was, was so full of anxiety, he would like, shake. When, like I would ask him too much of a question like because you know I'm very New York I'm like so so why are you doing that like or like whatever whatever question I would ask him he would just be like leaf mode I am not in the, the waist man like I was so annoyed with this dude Um, but I learned very quickly that I have more hands on and farming experience than these managers right And so that pushed- what a
0: blessing to actually know that I'm serious because I've had really similar experiences, not on farms necessarily, but just in my own work experiences. And there was a point where I was like, "Okay, I need to actually step into my power and realize my responsibility and take action." Because, like you said earlier, like nobody's gonna do th- this work, and nobody's gonna do it the way that I'm seeing that it needs to be done. And like me personally, I'm gonna make sure that like the- I'm informed by the community and not everybody like gets that link. So I'm glad to hear that that's what you learned from that situation and that you can move forward from that.
1: Thank you, It's very, very I think in that dynamic, it also was like, I was the youngest, I was the only one of, like all of these managers are white, right? And I was the only POC. Like most of the, this is also something I noticed, like anybody that had power was not a person of color, was not black, was not anybody for the community right? And so that bothered me the most because I'm like, you're doing it for these brown and black kids, but you're not giving any authority or power or just anything to the brown and black workers, right? We're just sheep that you're moving along. And that's that's how I felt. And so I'm like, okay, well, what will put me on the same page as them? Because I have this experience, I have this ambition, and I have the drive and all the things, but I'm not being taken seriously, right? So then I went to school, I went to college. So it's like, <laughs> I was like, forget this, man. I'm gonna go read a book or something, hopefully.
0: <laughs> so you you were able to go to college from the stipend from GCF.
1: So I was able to pay off debt so that I could go back to college mm-hmm. from the stipend from GCF. Um, it was I was like I had like a four thousand dollar. It was like a whole thing, but I went to Queens. Community Queensborough Community College when I was 18. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so then I also, in that, in that timeline, I also became homeless. And so I had to drop out like in the middle of the semester. And so I had like, a debt of $4,000. And I didn't see myself paying that. I was like, I'm gonna take it to the grave. <laughs> I'm taking it to the grave, baby. Nope, I can't. Uh-uh. Not me. And so then I did this program. I'm like, well, I guess I'll pay it. Like, <laughs> I wish you. I, guess. The grave. I wish
0: you
1: to do <laughs> I don't want to. Like I don't want I want to pay it. Someone else paid it. So someone else paid it. <laughs> Shout sure. out to GCF. <laughs> um and so I went back to school, but I went to Bronx Community College. Shout out to Uh, (laughs) I went to Bronx Community College, Um, I found out through one of my mentors that she was going to school too, that they offer a uh, horticulture degree, and so you do half year, one year at the school, and then one year at the Botanical Gardens, and then I went, I started, I started in August, while I was still working at this nonprofit, and I was working five days a week and i had asked them you know i'm, I'm a little i'm a little i'm a little seasonal worker like maybe, hmm, i was like oh maybe like can i work four days a week instead of five um and my the same boss I, I still see her sometimes but <laughs> bless your soul babe but <laughs> aggravating <laughs> aggravating because she was like I, I told her my predicament and i told her like you know I think I need to focus on class full-time and I could work four days a week and she was like um can you take any less classes she was like the nerve (laughs) she was like how can you take any less classes like um this isn't gonna work for us and I was like Whoa and then like I had to talk to to HR and they told me the same thing they were like you're choosing like again it was one day right and they're like, you're choosing to put your school before your job and this and that. We can't, we can't um, be flexible with you. Um, and then the CEO, was, I sat down with the CEO. And he's like, well, I hear you're leaving us. And I was like, don't want to. But yeah, I am. He's like, well, you're always welcome back. I'm like, okay. You, like." Oh and so that God. was just the, you know, even more encouragement, like, go where you're wanted, go where you're needed and,
0: and, go, respect and, it. and like,
1: <laughs> go where you're seen type um, so I'm like alright well I'm gonna go to school and then I started working on another thing um, part time but I I went to school for, for we started so I started in August and then so this was going into 2019 so I did one whole year of like part time school and then the pandemic hit and Everything went like virtual and then I started because the pandemic I was working at an after school and then I started working overnight at Target and going to my classes at the garden in the morning. So I would work from nine, I'll go in at nine, get out at six thirty, and then go to class at eight. And then I would go to class from eight to twelve, have a little break, and then back from like two to five. And then go back take a nap for like three hours and then go to work so I did that for a whole year because you know I, I, there was this this program at Bronx Community College It is, from my understanding like from my research and understanding it's the only CUNY school that you can get a like a horticulture degree I wanted to get an agriculture degree but now I had to go to like move to Kankama or something like someplace. <laughs> exactly <laughs> anybody who lives in Ronkonkoma <laughs> you're beautiful but um I, wow it's far <laughs> Long Island baby um but yeah it was like one of the only programs but when you're you know about to go into it they tell you very clearly like this is a commitment most people don't work when they're doing this program right it's you have to really give your all because these classes are given at a certain time, and if you don't get it at that time, it could wait another year. Yeah. So it's like fall trees and shrubs, winter trees and shrubs. So like you have to be there, and so not all jobs are gonna. I just said my job wouldn't be right. Fix one thing, so.
0: So the privilege associated with all of it. How did you navigate that?
1: Uh, not sleeping. Like not like. They, i couldn't do anything see that it's either i don't get this degree and i maintain an entry level job that i don't like or i sacrifice and i dig myself out the dirt and i just try my best and you know that year was probably one of the hardest years of my life because there was very little sleep <laughs> and um i would i would i would I like ended my classes and i went into my internship and so i did it at the at the botanical garden and very sweet man i don't remember his name but bless him but he he was also gay and i was coming from my overnight shift and i started to fall asleep in the bush that i was working in <laughs> i started to fall asleep in the bush and he just like he let me sleep for a few minutes and he's like um i know you're tired um you can you can rest. You don't have to do all this work. I was like, you're a sweetheart. You're a sweet. Um, but I I don't know. I, and then like there's a program that they do called Soft. You know, what it, I don't know what it stands for. But Society. Uh, I don't know. I could. I'm lying. I don't know. But <laughs> it's like a two year program, and it's very well respected for the for the horticulture the, like field. Mm-hmm. Like if you come from Soft. After the graduating, you can, like, I know the director of the greenhouses right there. She, Kate, she's a director of a greenhouse after coming from Salt, right? So it's like two years of hands-on work at the Botanical Garden. Um, but they paid work or? No. So, no. <laughs> so we, I paid my CUNY tuition, right? So like, or my FAFSA paid, uh, my FAFSA Please. paid my CUNY tuition. And then I had like, what, $200, $300, Whatever. But altogether, my tuition costs, like, about $5,000, 6000 for a year, right? Mm-hmm. Their tuition for one year was, like, 10000 And they have to, they have to uh, volunteer before they're accepted. Mm-hmm. So they, And they don't get paid when they're accepted. And so most of the people that do South are into the, going into their second career, live in Connecticut... Um and just are like have the have have a partner like a wealthy partner. That's everybody that I met in there, you know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's maybe there's some other people, but I met this one person. They were interesting. They're like, yeah, I live in hell's Kitchen with my boyfriend. Um I we used to want to do fashion, but I figured I'd give this a try. And um yeah, this is how much we pay for rent. Like you so 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 like not self-aware mm-hmm. my job like had one eye open from Target and I'm like huh yeah. huh? Oh no you have to commute from House Kitchen here
0: baby tiny bye, bye how do you do
1: it <laughs> 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 how do you do it honey oh my god I'm praying for you um but <laughs> We took the same classes as them, and their classes were like six hundred dollars for a one month class. So you do a one month class. So you do like six one month classes, mm-hmm. and that's your that's your first semester. Okay. And then you do like seven one month classes the next. So like, think of it as each season, but each one is five hundred dollars. How you afford in that? That's right. that's bonkers, right? But it's like you do that, you put yourself into debt. The average person will put themselves into debt for these two years and hopefully come out with some esteem from this program and maybe have it Sounds it like harder. our the
0: structure of our current education system might <laughs> you know, in general,
1: seriously. Oh man. It it's was like but the, the edu- it's like soft is is not First of all, they got their accreditation taken away, like, <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know too much about soft, but I knew I heard enough when I was in there. I was like, what? So you're literally getting a certificate. Like, it's like, a, if GCF was horticulture instead of agriculture, you get a certificate and some experience, but I didn't pay for GCF. Right. Imagine paying twenty thousand for two years for a certificate. <laughs> Bless y'all for real. Um, Shout out to Saul. Okay, do your thing, <laughs> baby. <laughs> are they resting in peace or are they? Still but no, I don't know. You, still you know that's a God, beautiful goodness. question. If somebody knows the answer, please, please feel free. Please let us know. DM us at um, <laughs> Plant Fathers. <laughs> um no so I, there's so many different programs I forgot what I was saying but
0: but pretty much like okay so so what happened between these programs and you starting at the Hort and getting going gay in the garden
1: okay I graduated and after I graduated uh in May of 2021. I... Yes. 2022. I'm not. Okay. Uh, May of 2022, I graduated and I... What else was I do? I got a job in... Landscape. I did interior, interior landscape for this company. Interior landscaping? Yes. What is that? So... Uh, there's this company called Salesforce. Moss, <laughs> there's, there's this company called Salesforce, and their theme is, like, um... Is it Hawaii. just house plants? Hawaii. No, it's, like, tropical plants. It's it's bonkers.
0: So, like, what they have at the Botanic Garden?
1: No. Where we all let me, let me explain it. It's not great. It's all very wasteful. But, oh, okay, okay. so, from the, from the floor I'm to sorry? the ceiling... No, no. From the floor to the ceiling, they have, like, basically rackets right okay but it's the whole building Mm -hmm. and it's it's the building at brian park so it's like the whole food so imagine this the whole square footage of that building their walls there aren't windows their walls are all plants
0: and they get light from the skylight yes i've seen those
1: before yes but it's like a whole wall and so the problem is like they don't take them out of the actual pots, they just mm. place them in there and then have water running down. Mm. So, you know, I don't know if anybody's a history buff, but uh, the trickle down system doesn't always work.
0: More <laughs> <blow> ways
1: <laughs> um, so then you know, a lot of the time, but it was eight floors of that, so it's not thousands of. I can't
0: imagine how much heat
1: goes into that.
0: <laughs> So much resources for mm-hmm. Why? A pleasant experience at Whole Foods?
1: Dude, no, it's not even Whole Foods. It's Salesforce. So it's just oh. on top of, but for tech, for tech weirdos who are like looking at computers all day. They look to their left. They look to their right. They it's plants. So, so cute. So magical. Mm. So I worked there, but that was also very draining because you're just taking dead plants out putting new ones in. Taking dead plants out a week later. And that drained my soul compared to like growing food for people. Right. But that was okay. So one of the things is like horticulture. You'll get the most money, right? Agriculture, you get fifteen dollars starting, and horticulture, you will get twenty three starting. So in I went city
0: hmm? in the city, mm-hmm.
1: and so I went with the money. So I did that, and I was like, oh, I hate horticulture. I got my degree in this, and I hate it, and I never want to do it again. Um, and so I'm like, okay, let me try something else. And then I did land, I did outside landscaping. More money, um, like two dollars, but more money, uh, but also draining. You end up at a lot of estates where, uh, like, you know, retirees are just watching you through their window. <laughs> <laughs> Just watching you all day through the window. I
0: resonate. I did do I did do my little landscaping stint.
1: Yeah. It's, a, it's not great, you know. Mm-hmm. You leave it there for a month, you take it out, it's still alive. But they want to make money. Mm-hmm. And so, I did that for about, I want to say six, seven months. Um, But I truly did it. And then I applied for the position with the horde. I didn't think I was really qualified for it. I thought that it was like above you know all the things I mentioned whether it's like imposter syndrome or the managers that I've had I'm like oh I can't do this because I've never been really had the opportunity to do it Um, but I applied and then it was like a three month wait until they called me back wow yeah so they so this position was vacant for a while before I was there because it's a very specific very unique type of needs type of thing like um, you need to know how to grow food, mm-hmm. know how to work with the community mm-hmm. but also know about horticulture, <laughs> probably have a degree in horticulture
0: yeah. right and that so is, like I feel like <laughs> that was a lot of the
1: requirements for the positions that I saw when I was looking at the work yeah um, and so not everybody will have that right so it's mm-hmm. gonna sit vacant until someone who like me is just like doing zigzags all across the industry, and <laughs> just like, oh, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, I don't to do this, and you know? So you
0: find the fit that's actually, like, sustainable personally for you, financially, yeah. emotionally, physically,
1: mm-hmm. all the things. Yeah, and I was nervous because this was my first job. Uh, I started to transition while I was doing the indoor horticulture, and they were very cool with it. The, the two bosses were, like, these older... Can you be
0: clear with what you mean by transition for the (laughs) the non-queer folks listening? For the non-queer folks in the audience?
1: So this voice that you hear uh, wasn't always my (laughs) voice. I'm a trans man. I have been transitioning for like a year and six months. Um, So I went by and I looked very different. And so I started to transition with my interior job. And they were cool, they were like accepting, but I think it's just because they liked me, right? And so then applying for this job, I had gotten on the phone with the HR. And <laughs> we did our little questions, like, do you have a degree? Do you have a license? Like, yes, yes, yes. But then I was like also trans. <laughs> I was like, so I'm trans. Just because I cause I had a few other interviews. And I had one interview with this group in Red Hook. And is that could, farms or no it was it was a it was like a landscaping thing mm. but you know i fit all the marks and then i was like but it, it came across like they were very much a family like a family company right mm. which is cute lovely but at the same time when you're a family company and you have me coming in let's make sure that we're all Compliant with who you're working with, right? Yeah. So at the end of that interview, I was I let them know I'm like, hey, I'm actually trans and stuff like that. And the person on the phone was like, oh, okay, thank you for letting us know. Like, so we appreciate that, and we accept everybody at it. And then like sent me a very nice, heartfelt email, but I could tell by the heartfeltness that it just wasn't gonna be a match because the you know, landscape and, and horticulture is primarily male-driven, male driven, yeah. male, uh, white male led. And so, you know, a uh, Latino trans man coming in and just, it would be shifting things, right? And So I understand it, it's, I'm not gonna <laughs> go where I'm not wanted, you know, i right. go take to go somewhere else. So then with this interview with the hortic, I let them know, and I was like, I'm a trans man, like, I just want to let you know, my documents are going to look different, but I go by this and this, and they were just like, okay, sure, yeah, we respect whatever you say, um, what do you want to go by, right? And so then, from that, I was like, okay, this organization, they're nice, they're nice, not all, they're sweet, right? And then I went in for my interview, and it was, it was very similar, it was just like, um... Yes, they want to fill the position, but they also are seeing me and um, listening to my experience and not just discarding me for what, you know, I, how I may be different or what they may not understand. Um,
0: and I feel like that's part of, like, in order to, and I don't want to speak for you, but it's just, like, in order to serve the community and, like, be in a position where you are of service. Yeah. God, have you seen and like <laughs> know that you're just
1: respected and seen and loved for who you are you know yeah no it's very true i think again this was my first job as a trans man so i think i think i didn't know what to expect that i didn't know what to what standard to hold for people or for, for a job yeah. you know um wow. but I, I also like so i was on t or like I, yeah i was on t at this point for like six seven months And so I naturally present very masculine, and so I think I don't know. I just assume I've always assumed that people think thought I was a boy. So I was just like, "Is it me? (laughs) Hello, silly (laughs) (laughs) you. It's me." But no, they're very receptive and very inclusive. And so I started in November, and because this position almost a year, yeah, it's almost (laughs) a year. Um, When I started, this position was empty, and so you know someone the greenhouse care like there's a lot of pests and stuff like that So i spent the first few months just really like going going to town on trying to bring the health of the plants back and so then around like february january february i started to think about having queer community in the space because so on sundays i work with myself and um, I can only entertain myself so much right I'm a funny person I can make a little video <laughs> like I have a goofy goober but you know eight hours in February by yourself it's like a little depressing Sheesh. a little bit you know like mm, I'm not feeling the same way I, I would feel in like I don't know in the springtime or something like that right and so I started to talk to my coworker about like what would that look like like having people in the space on a Sunday Um, And then I started to have like regulars come So we also have classes And so the people that came to the classes Had kids who were around my age Mm -hmm. And they would This one girl, Lorna Shout out to Lorna um, She would come on Sundays and just I would garden And she would do her art She's an artist So she would do her art at a table And it was just like companionship right like oh my buddy's here I'm doing this work um and we were happy as ever just the two of us and I was like you think other people would want to come <laughs> she's like uh, I don't see my not. I was like okay well, <laughs> let me try this right so then um I reached out to the queer community on Lex no I don't want to say shout out to Lex but yeah <laughs> Lex was a part of him <laughs> Um, And I asked people who wanted to, um, you know, visit the garden to email me at this email. And then I got, I think I got like five people to email me. Um, And so I had planned for the first day to be in like May where they could just drop by. And about like four to five people came. And it was i was happy i'm like i started with two and like six of y'all are here now so um we harvested we had um we did some art and then we i don't know what we i think we made some stir fry. it was very low-key and just like you know unplanned type thing um and then i started working to try and build that community before they actually came to the garden i was trying to like again see if more people would actually want to come um, and then we officially had our first, um, like, wasn't the first one, but it was the first structured one, right? And so on Pride, we had our first one. Um, I had met one of my good friends at a Pride Alternative like six years ago. She was a farm manager um, in the South Bronx, and they hosted a Pride Alternative Day for people who didn't want to go to the parade. And, you know, I met some really cool people that day that I'm still in contact with. And so I, that was my vision. That was my goal of where, um, you know, you can, you can build community and, because and, I've seen it done. And so I just wanted to recreate that. And so I had, my job came behind me and supported me in the pride celebration, welcoming people. <clears throat> and I think about like 12 people, 15, 12 to 15 people came. Uh, Starting from two. And uh, it was beautiful. It was amazing. Everybody was happy. Um, And so since Pride, I have kind of just been full steam ahead of cultivating this space. And um, just making a safe space for the queer BIPOC community of New York City
0: so a couple of follow-up things first of all i would love for you to talk about the way that you laid out the garden so when i was there at Gay in the garden for the first time you walked me through and gave me a tour and showed me like okay this is the breathe easy area you know and like <laughs> yep. this is and there was just such the garden is ridiculously abundant like it's beautiful the work that you put in is incredible and so if, you know, people could just like close their eyes and listen to you talk about what's here in this space and what went behind the things that are there. Yeah. That would
1: be lovely. Um, so i said say that the Hort is, the, I, the whole name is the Horticulture Society of New York, right? And so they started in the 1800s, I believe, I could be, oh, but they started a long time ago as a group of people who really were passionate about plants and so then it became bigger and bigger and so the benefit of that is now as it becomes bigger we have a lot of departments and so we have horticulture therapy department we have horticulture department we have an education department and in all of those departments that there are so many different talented people and those individuals know so much more than I could ever know you know my specialty is agriculture my specialty is I could grow some tomatoes mm-hmm. <laughs> I can do whatever you want me to do with some Swiss chard um, but I might not know the scientific name of this or that and so when we were designing the garden uh, we came together all the different departments um, and specifically the horticulture and horticulture therapy department came together and we wanted it to be a space where the community can get a little bit of everything where they can both get fresh vegetables but also get um, some exposure to what 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 plant helps your body what plant has come up through history what plant um, is good for teas, or what plant is just ornamental and what the like, people this people in our community it's so the park the garden is in Riverbank State Park and a lot of people come there for their evening strolls or for their midday strolls with their family and so we wanted it to be where people come and they're seeing beauty in there it's like beautifying your neighborhood and they greeting them between and just um so like the first bed would is um like oh we want to show people are that we're growing strawberries and blueberries and roses right so like giving them some of that beauty but then also perennials so like what is a per- it's a conversation starter so it- we came together to create this beautiful idea of what or create this reality of what our ideas were um we did it a little bit late so again i started in november um and so when you're starting in november and you me and my coworker worker start, started in like october or november and so we had a lot of like um catching up to do and regulating to do. Mm -hmm. And so spring kind of came up very fast on us. And so we planted a little later than we would have liked to. And so I'm so excited for the next season because now all winter, we could just plan for the spring, right? So like February, all the plants are there. March 1st, all the plants are in the ground, you know? Yeah, Um, March (laughs) 1st. So it's beautiful. It's beautiful for what time we had. Right, we we're able to bring together all our minds and kind of just dream very big. And and um, the the COO and the CEO of the Hort are very much people who want they want everybody's expertise and voices to be heard mm-hmm. because they know that that transpired that that equals like the community being happy and also being being heard because we interact with the community every day the, at the greenhouse and so they tell us what, what. what is
0: your community and that might look like a lot of different things like you can have multiple communities yeah. that, in, that inform your work and also affect who you are as a person and how you show up to these spaces? I
1: would say my community at the greenhouse would be the working people. It would be the people who um, who look for a, an oasis after work, before work, on the weekends. Um, they're very gentle. Usually, anybody that comes past the greenhouse or in the greenhouse or in the garden is someone who is like looking for peace and, and community and is grateful for anything in terms of like, whether we give them a tomato thing or we give them a hug or we give them a tour or some vegetables. Um, they are just open people who are looking to give love and spread and like receive love. in, in my experience at least.
0: And they're open to, because y'all offer workshops and education. Mm-hmm. So they're also people that are interested in learning.
1: Yeah. So we offer like cooking classes. We offer intentional healing classes. Um, it's, I think it's people who are looking for their third space. Mm-hmm. It's people who are looking for, you know, they have their work, they have their home, but they don't necessarily have anything for themselves, right? Whether it's, they're a parent, whether they're an entrepreneur, whether they're, they're an artist. They are looking for somewhere that is we're gonna receive their energy and also pour into their energy. Um, but yeah, that and then like outside my community is the queer community. My community are is people who are not like the standard for social norms or um, you know have different type of jobs not just the average like nine to five I have a lot of friends like you who are just like you know find their their passion and find their drive and they go after it and so I think combining both of those communities has been such an amazing experience
0: I love that for you thank you (laughs) and I, I love it for all these communities because The way that I saw people at get in the garden, like, okay, for my, speaking for myself, I felt like I could really just be free. Like, I felt like I could just enjoy myself. Like, I could relax, I could be barefoot. Like, I could dance, I could sing. Like, I could just do whatever. I can sniff plants, you know? It was definitely an accepting, judgment-free zone. It's also a very creative environment, you know? and it really, it felt, you definitely can feel the elements of sovereignty too because it was the experience of, okay, we spent time like nurturing the garden and we could take those beautiful plants and just go directly right into the kitchen and cook a meal, you know? And a lot of people don't get to experience that, let alone in the city. So it's showing that, yeah, we actually can heal this connection With our food and we could do it among community and it can
1: be a good time. I think my goal for it was to always be um, like a, a chosen family type of Sunday where like I don't necessarily have that traditional family. And so I this was me trying to build that out. I have chosen family. Um, not all of them can make it somewhere on a Sunday. Uh, and so I was just trying to see if there's other queer people who don't have that, you know, I'm going to be with my family on Sundays. You know, a lot of my friends are not from here. They're from other places. And so maybe they also miss that type of, like, love and admiration and embrace. Like I do, right? And so that was always an intention of, like, Anybody can come in this space as a stranger, but like you're never gonna leave. I'm I'm never going to intentionally let you leave with like, out a hug or an embrace or like a thank you for being here. Are you enjoying yourself, right? So like, I uh, yeah, that's that was my goal of everything was to kind of just have a chosen family dinner, um, Sunday fun day where where people can just come together learn new things um we do we have workshop facilitators um so we did collaging we did uh what we did collaging we're going to be doing on september 6th the third september of sunday we're going to be doing gender affirming portraits we're gonna yeah. <laughs> That's amazing Yeah We're gonna Emily's gonna come And do something Someday We're gonna <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm gonna be there On November 5th Yes Teaching about mushrooms And doing a little I'm gonna be talking about Medicinal and edible mushrooms And doing a little Cooking class too mm-hmm. Cause we gotta make it A holistic experience Eat the mushroom Experience the mushroom <laughs> Maybe half a mushroom Who I'm knows
1: um, But yeah Like Basically, I wanted to make sure that queer talent is seen and paid and that the queer community are experiencing things that they wouldn't normally experience, you know? Um, I think sometimes people see these type of activities in like a festival that you have to pay $100 for or something that you know and so not everybody has like, access to that and if for three hours a day I can create or give access to that to the people that want it um, I don't find a reason why they shouldn't receive it you know i like gay in the garden right now it's based at my job but you know one day it, it may not be uh, I love my job but um, you know one day in gay in the garden may just be in the park or get, like gay in the garden is truly just queer people coming together and sharing resources, sharing time and sharing energy. And so that isn't nobody owns that, right? Like anybody else can do gay in the garden. It's not something that I own or that probably they you know, I, I know that they do it. So in Chicago they have queer in the parks where the the city parks in Chicago they allow people the queer community to to like vogue. Yeah. Like they, they they have whole times, you know, like it's so much bigger scale than what we're doing. They have like whole vogue sessions and stuff like that. And so I know that across the country and the world, um, people are creating this space. I'm just one of them. Like I always say that I'm a vessel and not I'm not end all be all. I'm just a a space. I'm a person that's creating this space for you to other people and then you can take that connection and transform it into bigger and better.
0: Well, if nobody told you (laughs) recently... Oh, God. Stop. (laughs) Nobody told you recently you're doing a fucking incredible job because, honestly, Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting here reflecting on the timeline that you're able to make these things happen,
1: Yeah.
0: you know, and just like... I don't know. The obstacles that you've been through are, are things that I don't think a lot of people... There's going to be people out there that do understand because they've had their own experience. But the people who haven't been there... Yeah. I don't think they get it. And, like, it's incredible what you're able to create after all that shit. Because I... I know that enough times of getting stomped on makes you sometimes just not want to try anymore, you know? So, like, the fact that you're here and you're still creating space and you're here as your whole self, like, I honor that for you. And, like, I honor that in you. And I'm grateful for what
1: you're creating. And it's incredible. I appreciate that. I think that, um, you know, I think... Yes, this is an active choice to do this, but I think at the end of the day, like I've been planning this since I was, like I've always been planning. The moment I realized that if you have land access, you can grow, I've been yearning for that since 2018, 2019. And so I think you don't just have to grow vegetables, but you can also grow community. And so that's always been my intention. Um, And I finally reached a point where I can do both. Um, but like I said, like, this is the beginning for me, you know, this is like what I'm doing with a little bit, but. I, like, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> for your sake. Yeah. Watch <laughs> out. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm realizing that not only is there a need, but there's also a desire. There's also, um, people who have so much to offer this space, you know, um, we've growing and following, we have we have like a fan page of gay in the garden that is (laughs) beneficial um and we have like 370 people that you know like three months ago we had like 20 people yeah in that page so it's like most of them are plc and black and brown and just like they want they they reach out daily and they're just like can't wait to come visit can't wait to do this can't wait to do that and it's just like I, I never really thought that it would be growing into this. And, uh, you know, our biggest day yet, we had, like, 36 people. Wow. Yeah. It, it's literally becoming a thing. And so I'm realizing that, you know, this is, like, one of the first stops. But um, we're going to build out, I think, you know, like, over time, whether it's with my job or just, I don't know. Nobody LLC this, okay? Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, like... You're here with your unique energy, and um, yeah, and you have community behind you, and so exactly. the vision will continue to coalesce. So, yes. if you're listening
1: to this and you're like, What you keep talking about this gay garden? Like, what, when, where, <laughs> what are you talking about? It is the first and third Sundays of the month from 1 to 4. Um, We're based at Riverbank State Park. 679 Riverside Drive. In Harlem. In Harlem. Um, and we are next to the track. So if you wanna come by, you know, up and have a good time.
0: So how can people contact you?
1: <sighs> oh, contact me. Contact <laughs> sometimes me. sometimes people yeah. don't wanna be contacted, so I, I understand. Mean, <laughs> I would sit down to be, Well. <laughs> Um, if you're in the Bronx, if you want to contact me, I would say there's two ways. The first way would be my Instagram, Plantfather, F A T H A, all together. Um, don't I don't know? I respond. And um, the other way, if you want to like pro- contact me professionally, um, D. Martins, M A R T I N S at the port.org.
0: Port dot org. Thank you so much for your time, Diego. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being you. Like I'm so grateful that we connected over an orchid. I think it was an orchid.
1: You know why? Because we had orchid we had orchids in the greenhouse and they were failing for so long. Yep. So I was like, how what do I need to buy? And I was texting my manager, I'm like I think we need to box this because <laughs> theirs is doing so well. He was like, "We don't have those conditions." So I was like, "Okay." <laughs> but then you came up. You came up to me. I was like, "Hi, Hi. <laughs> hey help me save my orchid." <laughs> I'm
0: so grateful for that
1: day. <laughs> it was a beautiful, beautiful day. Oh, what's our other friend that we made? Josh. <sighs> Shout out to that man. What's uh, hung out with Jonah? Jonah. Shout out to Jonah. Jonah, if you hear this. I'll be doing well, dude.
0: Yeah, i well, <laughs> Well, that's a wrap. Episode 8 of the Community Agriculture Project. You heard it here. The gays are in the garden. They are. They are there. And we are there. And we are here.
1: Yes, sir. So
0: here is to many more gays in the garden. Many more days in the garden. And yeah looking forward to it
1: thank you for coming well first of all thank you for doing this i feel like you know it's one thing to have an idea and it's another thing to actually a travel to the bronx travel to you Uh, (laughs) but also um just commit your energy and time into creating a platform for people to receive information you know you are doing the important work my friend
0: i appreciate
1: you Mm -hmm. thank you thank
0: you well That's the end of this episode. Don't forget to tap into our website, communityagproject.com. We have a resource forum on there, and it is open for you to post resources from your community there. So don't be shy now. And keep looking out for our future episodes. And if you need anything, you can contact me at communityagproject at gmail.com.